0: Welcome to the stroke, stroke TV Foundation Show Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Amla. I, we have got a real special, this is the Stroke Survivor Story segment, and we have got a special guest for you. Her name is Lori, and only about a year old at Stroke survivor. And she was played, she has the out there like me, and has a little bit of space there. And she has David, her husband, David with her. So let's get right into the show. Let's bring on a first thing of my lovely coach, Debra Swayze. Hey, Debra.
1: Hey, everybody. Yeah. It says live in the corner. Are we live?
0: No. Yeah, it says recording. Yes. Okay. Why is it we? It says record on there. I don't know my I, That's just first time using.
1: Well, me. if we're live, we're live, and we'll play
0: it again on. Sunday just one have to go with it. So let me Absolutely. bring on. Let's bring on our guest Lori, and she's been nice enough to bring her husband David with her. So let's bring him on. Hello, you two. Hi. Hi. Welcome is to so nice TV. It's so you guys to come on. What?
1: I Thank said you. it was so nice of them to come on, short notice.
2: Thank you for having us.
0: Lord, let's why don't do of you two introduce yourself to the audience.
2: I'm Laurie. and this- I'm
0: Dave. I'm her husband. How long good did you have your stroke, Lori?
2: May nineteenth of twenty twenty. So it's almost been a year.
0: Wow. That is fairly recent. Yeah. David, I got to ask you, you're here, brother. So I didn't know you've been a husband. I mean, talk about your life turned upside down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, people don't realize how it is. So your experience has been thank you for being with Lori and staying with her. Some spouses leave. (laughs) So thank you for being there.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. No Absolutely.
1: no
0: other place girlfriend. I'd rather be. Man, you're a good ma'am. All right.
1: Well, let me tell you, Lori, honest to God, as a nurse, I have seen so many people walk away from spouses, men and women, but mainly men from women. So, girlfriend, yeah. we are lucky our men are still with us. Seriously. I'm
2: lucky. I'm, I know it. it's.
0: Well he what, let, let's take it right run into examining depth. So can I describe your life before you stroke Laurie?
2: Uh I was in in ASFP working in uh, corporate taxes and on um, a symbolist artist.
0: Wow. Now, did you, before you had your stroke, did you have any warning signs?
2: A headache um, that oh. made me vomit. <sighs> and I called the doctor and he put me on steroids. Mm-hmm.
0: What is that, steroids? Steroids, mm-hmm. yeah. So they treated you as if a migraine. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: I went to ER, ER four times, and telemedic were like, uh, ice speak, BGF. Oh, yeah,
2: uh, and Electro cold ice pick.
0: Yeah, it. Wow. You know, I went four times a year, all four times. They sent me home with migraine medication so the, the and said basic- to
2: high blood pressure. Oh,
1: that's crazy! I just can't believe you had high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I did oh, that. I
0: understand. I relate to it. David, they had to like, when Lori went in the hospital, how did, I mean, I, I, I have been on your side. What was that like? Does your do life be on your side watching your wife going to the hospital and be told she had a stroke?
3: Uh, it, was, it was horrible. You know, there was nothing I could do. You know, I was helpless. Uh, we had the... The ambulance and the fire department here, and they weren't even 100% sure. Uh, They took her vitals. He came up to me shortly before they left and said, you know, we believe it's a stroke, uh, so we need to get her to the hospital ASAP. Um, And then from there, it was like, okay, they're leaving. I need to get a hold of our oldest daughters and get them here to take care of the younger kids so I can go. So I had to wait. Until the kids showed up here and make sure everything was okay here before I could leave. And that was probably one of the hardest things because I just wanted to go. Oh, yeah. I can't.
1: Were you able to be with her? Did they let you in the hospital and stuff? Oh, like yeah. That?
3: I went straight into the ER, straight into the room. And when I got there, they had already had an MRI done. So I walked in, and the doctor comes in and he's like, Here's a picture of your wife's brain, you know? <laughs> And here's the problem, wow. here's a blood pool, you know.
1: Oh so. my gosh, so scary. It's so scary to, to think about. Some people though, like myself, my husband wasn't allowed to be with me. Oh. And that was like, the scariest part of it all was that. Because, you know, I didn't know if it was gonna get worse and start affecting my speech. My whole left side was going numb, my, my face, my, my lips. and And that was just so scary. So thank God that that you were able to be with him. But um, back up a little bit. And what were you doing when it happened? And, David, were you there? Were you guys, were you home?
3: Yeah, I was in bed, actually. She she always got up early and got ready for work. And that's what she was doing. Mm -hmm. So she was in the bathroom getting ready for work. And... Then it was just I heard her puking in the toilet and a little grunt, and so I got out of bed and went to go check on her. And when I opened the door, she just was around the toilet and looked up at me, and it just it was that look of Mm -hmm. there's something wrong, you know. Mm. um, Yeah, you guys just did a video on
1: that about. Him finding yeah. you with the, the moaning and stuff. That was so yeah. funny, you guys. That just yeah. cracked me up watching you two <laughs> doing that. I was like, oh my God, there yeah. it is, finding that humor after the fact. Yeah.
3: yeah, we've always had humor in our family. Um, so when she came out, even when she came home, you know, there was that little bit of tension with the humor part. But I mean, our boys are hilarious, uh, they joke all the time. Uh, I think the Athena, our youngest daughter, she was the only one that took a while to actually joke about it because she, she just felt uncomfortable.
2: It yeah. makes it easier to talk about without it being um,
3: a cry fest.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just so oh, the goodness. audience knows, you know there's a similarity to the way Lori talks, and I talk. We both have disordered. Mm-hmm. Can
2: you sing?
0: <laughs> if I want to sound like Albert Fuss <laughs> yeah.
2: I can't sing anymore. No, I, I yeah.
0: Hmm. I sound like a dying cow. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway,
1: now,
0: although he also has a little bit of patient, right? What's your face, mm-hmm. David? What's your face? Much worse in the beginning of this, this now. What what can that change have seen under just under a year and long?
2: Um I couldn't speak at all at first uh, after space therapy um I got little little better better um and sometimes my speech is better than others.
1: Do you notice that it gets a better um, when you're calm and relaxed, and then maybe when you're anxious or nervous? Oh, yeah. yeah. I
2: can talk about things that I'm upset about. So I have um, a picture journal so that i can get it out that way because bad feelings not good to start exactly.
3: she calls it word salad when she gets upset mm-hmm. it just comes out in every which way and
0: I do the way what that feels because I also disagree. And when I get p- pissed, boy, I get frustrated. It's it's a total train wreck. Yeah. I have my speed, I shake <laughs> shaking.
3: I shake and it makes our arguments a lot shorter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Funny. but you know what's funny is I do notice it with Aaron if I message him late at night and we're doing some work and he's tired I yeah. start having a little harder time understanding him And yeah. even though we talk all day every day it's it I can tell when he's tired you know and he says I'm I hit that wall I know that it's it's time to not talk anymore yeah but um are you still going to speech therapy, or do you just
2: yeah?
3: Kind of do it a, oh, are you good? Yeah. Yeah, you know, they got her speech therapy once a week because of COVID. They had to combine, you know, shorten everything so where there's not as many people at the hospital. Uh, so that really hasn't changed. Uh, the only thing we did get was an extra day of was a PT.
2: Yeah. So and was, I got. OT to yeah. one set away.
3: Yeah, but the PT's twice a week. Yeah. so Good.
1: And you, so, do you do a lot your, at home?
0: Yeah. What was your guys' exposure to stroke before you had to stroke? Did you know about stroke?
2: Yeah, from classes on um, first aid.
3: Yeah my uh, work does I have to go through first aid training once a year um, since I'm a lead so it's but you know to to see it in person it was you know like I said in the video you know everyone's different mm-hmm. um, so the signs that they told me to look for were not there you know it was more of a terrified you know help. Instead of slurred speech or droopy face, you know, I couldn't tell that her one side wasn't working because she was, you know, fumbling. all. She didn't have good balance at all. And I
2: couldn't talk at all.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: so I, I had no floor speech.
1: This is such a huge point, David, that you brought up because um, Aaron and I talk about this all the time. Everybody's symptoms are Mm -hmm. different and I know they have a guideline, but even with heart attack, we've always used to do trainings. I used to be a red cross nurse and when I taught first aid and CPR, we would also teach don't go strictly. This is just a guideline, but Mm -hmm. if somebody's telling you something's off because with women, You know, you hear that signs are different than men, especially with heart attacks. Women don't get the sharp pain. We get a little bit of nausea, sometimes some numbness in the jaw, the stiff neck. It's totally different. So that's a good point to just know that, know your person, know the people around you that live with you. And if something's off, don't wait. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. How old you know. were you, Lori? How old were you? Um,
0: forty-three.
2: Oh, 42. I just ah. turned forty-three. Mm-hmm.
1: So like Forty-two. Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they probably and, treated you like you were too young to have a stroke, right? Yeah.
2: Um. And that's this ad. Anyone with a brain, even uh, those in utero, can yep. have a stroke. There's no limitations on who has stroke. Um, the only people you hear of is old people. Because the rest disappear, society don't want it.
1: Oh my God, that's so such a good point. Because you know it can happen even in animals, guys. Like she said, yeah. anybody with a brain. And um, on at the end of the last Friday of the month, on the 28th, we're gonna have our first Care Warrior come on. She's a really good friend of mine, and sh- her son was born um, with cerebral palsy because at seven months pregnant, he had a stroke in utero. And she'll be telling her story if you guys want to watch on the 28th. Yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. So that's- that's another good point because it can happen at any age. And mm-hmm. and then we have another guest coming on, and she is can't come on till after summer because she's training for the uh, – she's a fencer for the Olympics. She does fencing. Oh. Yeah, and she is only 22 and had her stroke at 7 years old because family – nobody knew she had a deformity, and there was an aneurysm that was – you know that ruptured at the age of seven who would have ever thought at seven years old you got a healthy child right yeah so good good points
2: that's a good point too even healthy people have yeah. strokes yep
0: that's right now for those audience out there may is raising stroke awareness not that's a lot of we you're seeing a lot of red take place. Because Stroke TV collaborates also with America's Heart Association. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to raise stroke awareness and high blood pressure awareness a month, this month. Yep. So, mm-hmm. you know, I want to say, Lori, great job on your speech. And David, her cognitive her ability to engage, she has it. She has it going on. I see. she So no, don't you know that life is going away.
3: Yeah.
0: Good for you, Laurie. that. Dark. Keep that. Thank you. People don't know how. I you know. I, I want to bring the point that we went we went past, but I want to bring it back up. You had mentioned David. Face drooping, arm weakness, speech slurred, time, all the fast was signs of stroke were not there, but she was having mm. stroke. I what I want to encourage the audience for the month of May to bring to raise awareness is if your spouse, your friend, or the person you're looking at. Looked like there's something serious. Right? Yeah, she had the look on the face. You she had the look on her face and something mm-hmm. serious. You get a listen to it. Don't delay. It's probably could be a stroke.
2: One in four people will experience a friend or family member having. Uh, stroke in their lifetime. That's One in four. Thank you. They That's have so to know what to do.
1: Absolutely, and I love that you're you're out here, you know, trying to help people while you're still in your own journey of rebuilding. Because Aaron does not like the word recover because we don't really recover yeah because it's not like a cold where you recover from it And he's so right when he says that we just rebuild and rebuild a different version of ourselves mm-hmm. i always say we get used to a new normal and uh people that have had strokes understand that you know because sometimes you know people say well, you know, you you can do this and I can do that. That's another thing. Don't ever compare your recovery or rebuilding yeah. to somebody else's because you never know where you're going to be. You could be rebuilding mm-hmm. until you're, you know, 10, 20 years down the road. We hear stories all the time. People say, well all of a sudden here i am 15 years out and i'm my my feelings coming back in my leg and stuff. so you just don't know Only yeah. god knows so don't yeah th- you know th- i get frustrated I'm a, I'm a medical person but i get frustrated with the medical facilities sometimes because they want to tell you where you're going to stop yeah and what you can do right uh, uh, you experience that
2: three months and pardon six months um, pardon, so wall months and then plateau.
1: What? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's so plateau,
0: true. plateau is an insurance work. The insurance yeah.
1: is yep. a work,
0: plateau because of being never re- rebuilding after stroke, it lasts a lifetime. Yeah. So once you have a stroke, you'll be rebuilding from then on. Uh, the
2: what? brain amazes me since having a uh, stroke. Um it doesn't rebuild the parts that was lost, but it rebuilds a way to get to where It needs to, yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
1: it just kind of, it it makes a new highway. That's how we explain it in the medical terms. We we build new highways and that's Mm -hmm. what the brain does. It will find a way and it's all electricity if you think about it, it's wiring. So you figure if one side isn't working you're going to start figuring out how to get those signals to the other side. Yeah. And this can go on for years, you know, so the insurance, in my opinion, should never stop treating stroke people. Yeah. They should never because we should always get therapy should always get occupational therapy, speech therapy until we choose and say, we think we're recovered enough Yeah, because when they cut you off to me, that's just unacceptable.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, they told me, I remember I was told I plateaued probably three to five years after him, Mr. They said that they we're counting out by insurance. So that's how I did that. That is why I say it's really an insurance work. Because as you know, Lori, the brain never stops learning, never stops. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What are, what are you seeing um, that's coming, like you're almost at that year. And and I know mm-hmm. in the year they tell us that our risk for a second one lowers by 50% or something like that. I don't remember what the numbers are. And that's where I'm like get nervous because I know they say within that first year, you know, you could have another stroke. Now, what are you feeling um, what are you seeing change now that you're coming up on that year mark are you um, and how is your body affected I haven't even asked you is how is your are you able to walk
2: um, I am able to walk um, with cane and knee brights and cost some a Oh, um, I can not walk without my AFO ever. Um, I can't move my hands. Um, my speech is affected. And like you said things like brain fog I mm-hmm. call scrolls seeing yep. scrolls um,
1: but at least you're walking. That's that's yeah. really good for at a year. That's really yeah. really good. And my um,
2: PTs push me hard but I was willing to do anything
1: that they asked of me. That's that's so important guys, listen to that because a lot of people get discouraged early on and they say three months, four months, I'm done, I can't get any better and they give up and, and you just never wanna give up. I tell you, I've, I've seen people in my years in nursing, oh my God, the miracles that have walked out of that hospital and sheer, out of sheer determination of that person and we the
2: support of family. to, um, Joke commanded the far support where there, for a reason.
1: Yes. Absolutely. And you guys think this is incredible because we were supposed to have a guest come on for this show and they bailed out and I saw Lori and I've been following Lori and big, I, I love watching you guys. And Thank I said, you. I wanted to see if there was a possibility for you to step in. I knew it was short notice. And you know, luckily we were able to pre record and get it showed on, on Wednesday. I'll but be
2: and- in therapy tomorrow.
1: <laughs> yeah. and,
2: I, we can- OT and PD.
1: Yes, and there's no way you ever pass that mm-hmm. up for sure. Yeah. Tell us a little bit, Lori, about how your kids are handling this. That I'd be curious. Um,
2: it's hard um for my sons at first, because of COVID, they under 18, so they couldn't come and see me. So they knew nothing about the new me. Um, yeah um my daughters um are 23 and 27 and it was hard at first but when they saw i was still there um just have problems with my right side and talking but my brain was still intact um
1: you were still mom yeah that's all they care about yeah
2: yeah and they better, they protective now.
1: And are they My, helpful uh, for you?
2: Yes. yes.
1: Yes, good.
0: Now, I'm kind of curious, Stephen. You know, we don't have the opportunity of the care warrior next to the person, but how if you were to describe stroke, what's it done? What you've seen the last year? I mean, well, can sure. they summarize what your experience's been? Because you and my book are strokes of my You're just a different type of stroke of yeah. <laughs> my um,
3: It was uh, trying to fill in her shoes. You know, uh, she controlled, she took care of the bills, she took care of everything. Um, So it was was definitely, it wasn't easy. I had to call in a lot of favors, Um, both financial and everything. Luckily we have Carissa, she worked at the bank that we work with. Um, So she actually came over for a day and we went through all the paperwork. We talked to the manager, made it to where I, had easier access to the accounts. And so I could take care of the bills, Um, all that. I mean, it's just been a a total flip, you know, here I am just doing stuff around the house and helping out and going to work and back. And now all of a sudden I'm I'm taking over for her to make things easier for her and try and keep in our house, you know, obviously. So I mean, it, it was a total, you know, 180. Uh, compared to what I was used to, so it wasn't easy. Um, you know, still had her yell into my ear, of course, you know because she was still there Yeah. <laughs> so she was like, you did this right? you did this right Because you know? <laughs>
1: um, we're always in control us women. Oh yeah mm-hmm.
3: yeah you know and that's and that that just went to show even more you know she was she was still there hundred percent you know oh, she just okay. had struggles to work around from there. Yeah, do you guys I,
1: have someone at home to help you?
3: Well, we got the kids, you
1: know.
2: Um. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Well>. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do know, it. I, I, the family union, and that's why I yes, Lori, myself, Deborah, we at the show. But now in reality, I call it the ripple effect of stroke. Mm -hmm. That when that one person has stroke, it's like drop a pebble in the water, the ripple effect. David, yes, husband is a type of stroke survivor. Your kids are type Mm -hmm. of stroke survivor. And a Stroke TV Foundation's mission to help every stroke survivor. That includes you, Lori, as a stroke survivor, and you, David, as a stroke survivor care warrior. Anyway, and the kids, it all comes down to raw raw in this together.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, Aaron's biggest dream when I first met him, I know, I know you guys have heard him talk about... Uh, have building a ranch and it's a survivor ranch for people to all get together once a year maybe make it more and and build one in every state one day and I always say you know we're in this together and we're gonna build things together because wouldn't it have been incredible to have somebody be able to say well I know that you guys right now could use someone to come in and do all your cooking
0: for the first three months or something and, and have somebody like Stroke TV yeah. be able to give you that. Yeah. 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 I mean, they put in, well, okay. But the place where you, I want to say, the place that I dream up is called the Shooks by America Ranch. But I took, you guys see this message. Scrolling at the bottom. That was came up Lloyd's web uh, Facebook page because I liked it so much. I, I had a, I had, life is not over.
2: Yeah.
0: Life is not over. It's
2: enough. just begun. Second. It's just begun. Uh, right. I had a soak. I leveled up.
0: I'm sorry, me too.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love that. I,
0: I think stroke can devastate you, or or it can make you a better person. I personally, building myself, i am just sure to be a better man than I was before.
2: Yeah, it's hard though in um, the stroke community. Because, um the public doesn't treat you very nice.
1: You're right. You're absolutely right, and mm-hmm. I hope to change that someday. And I think yeah. a lot of times there's not enough education on like, what people, what they're looking at. Sometimes like, they look at it and whoa. they think,
2: like who ever heard of uh they that what people assume that i'm deaf or dumb yep, mm. yep. and we need to bring they, awareness
0: yeah yeah you don't stroke that lower you just come got- Quoted, I'm going to give him a couple of more since he's raised stroke awareness month. One mm-hmm. in four people have stroke.
2: Yeah.
0: There's over 80 million stroke survivors in the world today. Stroke stroke is so common. But so you
2: don't see it, they dis- dis- I know. disappear.
0: And well, someone stroke every 40 seconds, blank, say Mm-hmm. in the United States. that means why we're not teaching, teaching our children about stroke and schools beyond me.
2: You need to teach what to do if someone's having a stroke and you need to teach um, what people have difficulties with after having stroke.
3: That's one thing that you never really hear about. You know, you hear about preventing strokes or, or, well, not even preventing, but uh, noticing strokes when they happen. But the aftermath, you know, how to realize someone out there could be going to the Mm -hmm. store, doing their walks. You know, we go mall walking all the time. Um how do you act around them when they're out and about? You know, it you can't just think that they're,
2: people off yeah. when I cross the streets. That's
3: street. I mean we walk, yeah, we yeah. walk through the mall and people are just like, come on, really hurry up. you know, they expect That's so her hey horrible. yeah, why don't you just grab an electric chair? you know, no, I'm because she's not lazy. She's working right. on improving. And
1: she's rebuilding. Yes, exactly. And that's what nobody,
3: yeah, it. nobody understands the rebuild part. And I think that's. Yeah. Dave, that is a really
0: great point, bro. That's, that's something I've been looking for. lit yeah, that gap he speaks of, David just spoke about, there's what's lacking worldwide is that once it's like dropping the sugar over off the doorstep. Mm-hmm. bringing up their ballrie and running to the hotel but you you're dropping this church driver off at their house and say good luck family bye
1: mm-hmm.
0: Just have, there's no support afterwards so we well, need to,
1: you,
0: we need to focus on that.
1: Well David when you come on next month because you're my next you're my guest next month <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk about that. We need to really talk about what you experience what you see and how someone should treat someone because I taught my kids <clears throat> when we would um, because they were around disabled people and stuff because they'd come see me all the time at work and I taught my kids instead of staring and, and walking away like they have something go talk to them ask them what they can do they can help them. And
2: they smile at them that it's rude to ask questions but they don't think it's rude to whisper our yes. stare.
1: Yeah. Well, we need to definitely talk about that because that is huge. That just gave me a light bulb moment for my next show. So that's, let me that's
0: take a minute, you, you guys, to play this quick commercial. Hold on, one second. All right, we're back. With David and Laurie, thank you for being here too. You know, I think it's—I'm so glad David mentioned that because true TV always yeah. wants to be there. Another place that we wanted to help is that when you were sitting in the waiting room, David, wouldn't it have been awesome to have a website to log on to and learn about what to expect and what to look forward mm-hmm. to? And stroke people will work on. So there's everybody in the hospital and the waiting room will be able to pull up a website and be able to watch a video on what to expect. Absolutely. You know? yeah. And
1: then eventually I'd love to see an advocate A stroke advocate Mm -hmm. in every hospital because the family needs them you know they they need to know what to expect and and how to act and and what to look for
2: not doctors um no stroke survivors i i didn't even know um i had soak because I couldn't talk and nobody told me, nobody made Sir Dave talked to me and I couldn't ask questions.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. And that's why I said someday I'd love to see there be a stroke advocate for every hospital or facility or somebody on call, because I've always said there should be somebody for some, for something. When you go in a hospital and somebody has cancer, there's always somebody there that can explain that to them. And that's called hospice. And hospice is only there when you're terminal. But what about somebody there to help you rebuild from stroke? Yeah? You know?
2: Or to means- have you um think of something that you never would have thought of because they had a stroke. Exactly. Um,
1: yeah, I love that. I love yeah. where this is going. But now I want to turn it around to tell us about what you're doing. You're doing something by the end of the month, and, and you're asking for people to help you. I want, this is your opportunity to spread this out wide and far, because I really love what you're doing. Um,
2: I'm Doing a photo montage of people dressed in red or stroke awareness gear um, for stroke awareness month. Um, send them to here. Um, to we'll give, put it in the. We'll type it in. Yeah, um, to give so warriors their uh, family, their friends, and everybody that so parts them a face to let them know we're here and we're not gonna disappear and we have some things to say this monster is attacking everyone from sick to healthy newborn through the very old and every age in between. And sometimes you can do something, but all the time you can know what the symptoms are and possibly save a life. One in four people will witness a stroke. Will they know what to do?
1: Such a great message, Lori, beautiful message. And what I love too is that we're putting a face on stroke. Yeah. Because if you send in pictures, guys, if you have a child or a grandma... Hold up
0: that piece of paper at the email one more time. Hold, hold the piece of paper. So what Lori is saying, please send your photos.
1: Put it up a My little closer. Story. What? I wanted her to put it up a little closer. Mystrokejourney right at
0: gmail.com. So please support Lori's That's effort. Perfect. To, to raise stroke awareness this month and send your photos and by
2: the 26th and
0: i'll
2: have up on the 31st on my page the dream dolls on youtube
1: Dang. And if Constance. anybody needs to get a hold of Lori, um, we, you, we can find you on YouTube or Facebook,
3: where
0: do we find, yeah. do we find you? How do we find you, Lori, and say, people want to connect with you. How do they contact you on social media?
2: Um, I have um, Dockery's Dream Dolls on YouTube. And um, Lauren Hayden on Facebook.
0: All right, so they can search on Facebook, and you you also. I'm wanting more pretty much we we take the last five minutes or so of the of the show for david on to takeaways and do last i can't thank you enough for both being there david i guess we're going to be seeing you on the for new show pretty quick so it. yeah, yeah. so I Lloyd, david so thank you
1: yeah and if thank anybody you. has trouble and you can't get a hold of them you can't find them of course message us and we'll connect you
2: Thank you for that. All
0: right. Thank you too. Bye. Bye, Bye
1: guys. Bye.
0: But millions really of people then.
1: Sweet. Yes. And I yes. love what she's doing with the, you know, making that picture collage because it's it's kind of, Aaron, you started that, remember? At one yes. point. I
0: have a big deal. Some you started making
1: those. And making those little pictures and stuff. So we'll send in a picture of you and I. And uh, matter of fact, I'll take a picture right now that we can send in.
0: All right. The main man, I'll take a post.
1: Okay. All right. And we'll send that in to Lori. And um, it's just... It's so cool, some of the things that David's pointed out, because it gave me a whole new idea for next month.
3: Well,
0: I, I think as you, as we listen to people, what I've been doing as CEO of Strictly Feast mm-hmm. Foundation is try to pinpoint and target what is a real need out there. What yeah. is a real need that we can fill? And what I David, I really, really got excited for him to see it. What there's for David is that there's a, there's a gap. Meaning, have a stroke. You give us, but then they drop you off the doorstep, and there's nothing more for you to do. There's no more support, the fairness support afterwards. And we want to raise to awareness and felt the up. So, Stroke TV, hopefully conjunction wins. So with the American Heart Association, we'll be making effort to do something like that. Feel like yeah? Oh,
1: absolutely! I would love that. Oh, I could just see it having an, a, some sort of a, a a mentor to come in and support. I mean, there's mentors for you have AA. You know, when when the people are addicted to drugs, you have a sponsor. We need to have like a sponsor, a sponsor program. If you know someone in your area that's had a stroke. Let's send somebody to their home, you know. A stroke
0: sponsor program.
1: Yes, 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 yes. Right. And you guys, and then you know, make sure you you keep an eye because this month we have some amazing shows. But on the twenty first, on the twenty first will be my first show hosting with Aaron's wonderful son uh, Ryan, and we will just be talking about Care Warriors on the twenty first and talking just amongst us, and he's going to share his story of his whole journey with his dad, this man,
0: Which this is man, me?
1: this guy. He's going to tell us some secrets and stories, and then on the 28th, I will have our first guest on with with myself, and it might be you if you want to come on, if not just me, because your son can't do it on the 28th. So we will be with my friend, Melissa Reescamp whose son was born with cerebral palsy. She was a caregiver to him for 30 years, and he had a stroke when she was 7 months pregnant. So when we will you're, be talking about her journey, guys, and what she's doing is just incredible. She's turned her grief into something so beautiful.
0: Well, so look it. at you know, Deb, look at Lori. And look what mm-hmm. she's doing. And she, she has she has some fish huh? and she has the satire worse than I do, mm-hmm. I think. But she does she does so well with her. I'm so proud. She has inspired me with my desire, because she's engaged. And she is, are you frozen down? you frozen okay. down. I am. You I want am. to re- refresh your browser, maybe. It's
1: all right. We're done.
0: All right. Well, but ever freezing. Thank you, for everybody, for being here. And we're gonna call that the show. Thank you very much. If you have any question, we'll have some links and stuff stuff in the YouTube video. Thank you.